0: Lord our hearts and our minds are hoping to receive your word with meekness of heart today. Thank you for your grace. Oh thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Oh grace. Thank you Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we receive your word with meekness of heart. Thank you for the transformation by your word. Our hearts and our minds are open to receive. We will receive that which you have for us today in abundance Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise, praise God. Hallelujah. Welcome once again to today's service. Um, You know, there is something about the grace of God. There's no better place to be than in the center of God's grace. You know, Many don't, do not understand what grace is. And many, because they don't understand it, it functions in the lives of people they see, but they don't know that that's the grace of God. And one thing about grace is when you go against grace, for example... If the grace of God is functioning in in my life and you're going against me, you're not going against me, you're going against that grace. And anyone who stands against grace cannot have grace function for them. Why I'm saying this is, as we were praying, the Lord began to tell me that this week, some of us will experience another dimension of his grace. Mark my word. Grace. You know, grace is the is the influence of God's spirit in your heart. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's the outworking of an inner power. Is the outworking of an, inner, of, of an inner power, of an inner influence. Grace is that thing that makes things work for you. Whether you know it, whether you don't know it, but it works. <laughs> it's an influence of God's spirit. Well, oh, Just to give you a light on that That's not what we're talking about today Last week Sunday we began talking about giving And I remember I <clears throat> were able to Establish that uh, The The discourse on um, On giving And I remember I told you that Giving is a relationship and giving also is is an expression of love. It's an expression of love. You cannot give. In fact, it's not giving when it's not by love. Praise God. And I read some scriptures to you. And I gave you some, um, you know, the different kinds of giving so far that we can find in the Bible. And I said that this week, today, we'll be able to, you know, pick a few out of them and talk about them. I remember I mentioned to you about free will offering, harms giving seed offering or sacrificial offering or the seed of faith that's one you can call it seed of faith or seed offering or sacrificial offering the first fruits and then you know yeah we always we, we talk and then and, and and tithing there are just some things that needs to be understand that that, that you need to understand when it comes to giving And I remember I said to you last week that the different types of giving has its laws and how it should be performed. And they have their different functionalities in your life as a child of God. They have their different blessings. The functionality of paying your tithes, the benefit of paying your tithes cannot be acquired by giving a free will offering. The benefit of of giving a free will offering cannot be acquired by paying your tithes. And one of the general things that all kinds of giving does, all kinds of giving does this. It opens your spirit. It opens your spirit to God in 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 a very special way. It opens your spirit when you give. And I remember I made mention of you know, you can give your time, you can give your money, you can give your strength, your, your, your effort in the house of God. Like you find, you find people who go to church, they might not have the money, but they can show up in church, clean the chairs, get the church ready for service, sweep the church make it ready, make it look beautiful just with their hands, that's giving. But not many realize that that's, that's, that's a sacrificial giving. And so they don't pay attention to how it is, it is done or how they are doing it. And they are not expectant. Sometimes your expectancy fires up your faith. And you know, God only responds to your faith. The currency of our kingdom is faith. The Bible says, "Without faith, it is impossible to please God." In other words, without faith, you cannot get God's attention. So, if if someone, if all you're doing is making sure that the service is held, and uh, you know the the your 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 you go to church you you, you clean the chairs you sweep the church surroundings you know you make it make the church premises beautiful and make it clean you've got to realize that that's it. That's, that's an offering that's an offering that you're giving right there that's that, that's a form of giving you know whenever i get your, i get an opportunity like that to to clean the house of God. I do it praying in the spirit because I'm conscious that what I'm doing is a sacrifice. And it is sanctified unto the Father. I'm conscious of it. I know. I have that understanding. Every time I did that, I would pray in the spirit as I'm doing it. Maybe I'm wiping down the chair in the, in the house of God. I'm this. I'm wiping it down, speaking in tongues under my voice. Oh, no, don't shut up. Why? Because I understand that that is a sacrifice that I'm giving right there. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I want you to also have this at the back of your mind: that when you give, giving is a form of worship. You can worship God with the lifting of your hands, you can worship uh, God with in, in songs. You can worship God in, uh, by, by, your, by, by your posture. Let's say you that's That's worshiping God. Bowing down. That's worshiping God. See. Listen to this. Everything that a Christian is supposed to do. Or the life of a Christian. The life of a Christian is a life of worship. I'll repeat that again and I'll explain. The life of a Christian, the life of a child of God, is supposed to be and is a life of worship. Everything that you do as a child of God is a form of worship unto God. When you give your offering, when you pay your tithes, when you sow a seed, a seed of faith. Even when you give harms, don't give harms and, and, and think it's a, it's a and look at it as a philanthropic um, activity. No! You know, years ago, a man of God taught me that even if he's giving money to somebody on the street, he prays in the spirit and blesses the money in such a way that he's talking to God. Lord, I receive blessing as I'm doing this. So he's doing it with the consciousness that I'm doing this for the Lord. Why? Because it's a form of worship. The words that you say, your everyday life as a child of God, should be a form of worship because that's the life of a child of God. As a child of God, our life, or as children of God, our lives are a form of worship unto the Lord. Maybe you work in a bank, you are one of the best workers in that in that uh, firm, in that organization. Not because you just want to be, or not because you are, but you are conscious that you are a best worker because it's a worship unto God. Yes, it's a form of worship. Because people will hear that, uh, know you as a child of God, as a Christian. And they see how you work, your work ethic, and then they will glorify God. That's a form of worship. So everything that we do is a form of worship. So don't think it's until you lift up your hands. Don't think it's until when you come to church and we sing. That's not that's not all. When you're in conversation with people, how you talk? Do you tell lies? Or do you tell the truth? You telling the truth because of the fear of God in your heart is a form of worship. Let me show you a scripture to make you understand that in Colossians. I quoted that scripture uh, last week Sunday. But I'm going to read it and show you some things. Are you there? Colossians chapter number three. Colossians. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Colossians chapter number three, verse 17. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Book of Colossians chapter number 3 verse 17 Are you there If you're there say hallelujah It says and whatsoever ye do in word or deed do all in the name of Jesus in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God and the Father by him Did you see that? Read it one more time. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed. He said whatever you do, anything that you do, whether in words or in action. In words or deed. He said do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks unto the Father by him. So that's a form of everything you do should come from the from the from the standpoint of or from the base that you are doing it for the Lord and thereby being a form of worship unto God. So everything that you do as a child of God must you must carry it in, in your mind that you are doing it for the Lord. Even when you give a ham, when you help somebody, even in the bus, on your way going out, you helped somebody. Maybe you stood up for, for, for someone to sit down. Maybe you helped somebody in any way. It's a form of worship. God is proud to have you as his child. That you can stand and help someone in any way. It's a form of worship. So, I said that to say this. So when we give as children of God is a form of worship. Is a form of worship. Let's begin to take it. Um let's let's talk about harms. Let's speak harms. I said harms, harms giving, free will offering, uh, tithing, and then we have what the seed of faith or the seed offering. So let's talk about alms force. Alms arms giving. Arms giving. Alms giving. A-L-M-S. Alms giving. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, there is, there is something that um, I want to address. You know, most times, when people give in the house of God, especially in this part of the world i mean in in the western world when they give their offering in their mind there's a, there's, there's a belief in their mind that they are helping the church <laughs> listen to me they have this belief this kind of mindset in the western world that when they pay their tithes when they give their offering they are helping the church and they see it as a donation in fact in most in most cases they call it donations (laughs) there is a difference between offering and donation yeah the church can call for donations but don't mistake donation with offering or offering with donation. Don't think your free will offering or your tithes or your seed of faith. In fact, even when the church calls for a donation, you, shouldn't, you should not even see it as a donation. Because any need in the house of God is an opportunity for you to sow a seed of faith. let's say you are in a church right now and i and and i'm your pastor and i call for 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 support for maybe a member in that let's let's give some money to help this person maybe to get a house don't see such thing as a donation see it as a seed now look at the person who is calling for that support There's a reason why we say we call someone a man of God, a man of God, a pastor is one that stands in the place of God. So if he's calling for a support for someone and you think it's a donation, you are missing the blessing because that a man of God is standing in the place of God, calling for an offering, calling for a support to just help someone, maybe help a member to get a house and you guys are putting money together for that. There is a god kind of blessing that will come upon you because it's the pastor that called for it. An anointed man of God called for it. At that moment in time you 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 shouldn't see it as a donation. When you give in the house of God, it's not a donation, it's an oblation. It's an oblation. Not a donation. And when you give in the house of God, it's, 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 it's your, it's, uh, it's, it's your testimony of God, of God's goodness. And it's your proclamation of faith. It's a testimony of your faith. You are saying that you have faith in God when you give in the house of God. It's a proclamation. You are saying something. So don't in fact there are there are there are some who are so who are so bold maybe because you know the lord blessed them now they have some some money they give a lot and then one and something could happen and 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 they might even start questioning the pastor what are you doing with all the offerings where's the offering going what about this and that how dare you I'm not saying that a pastor should not should not give account and 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 manage uh, um, the resources of God in the house of God. Well, I'm not in support of someone who who will embezzle or 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 misuse the resources for the house of God. I'm not in support of 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 of, of someone like that. But who put you in the place to question a man of God? Because you think you are giving a lot of money in that church. You are helping the church. You are helping yourself. When you give in the house of God. When you give in the house of God. You are helping yourself. God doesn't need your money. That project that you think will not prosper. Or that you think will not be done. Without your money. Keep your money in your pocket and see what happens. Did you hear what God said? He said, I will raise up stones. I can raise up stones to worship me. If God can do that. Imagine what, can, what God can do without your money. When you give, it's just, you're helping you. The blessing is on you. Jesus said, he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. There's no blessing in receiving. The blessing is in the giving. So, you know, there, 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 there has been this wrong mentality, you know. People pay their tithes in the church and they think that the pastor should give them account of how they use church money. How, who are you? I told you last week about Jesus and the 12 disciples. Judas Iscariot, the one that betrayed Jesus jesus knew that he was stealing from the from the bag the bag is they have this uh, 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 the bag the bag is uh, where they keep the money judas is carried out to, jesus made him the accountant and he was stealing from the bag from the money and jesus knew and he still made him the accountant If Jesus did not question him, who are you to question him? Let the man of God, let the pastor steal the money. Let him swallow it. It's between him and God. But when you are giving your seed, when you are giving your offering, have it in, your, in the back of your mind that you are doing this to worship God. This is a seed unto God. And that's why you receive a blessing. That's why many people give. They've given, they've prayed for situations to change and they are not receiving any result. It's your attitude. You think you are helping the church? Some will even say it. Uh, um, uh, you are just giving the church your money. How could you say something? That's that's an ungodly statement. You cannot give the church your money. When you give an offering in the house of God, you are not giving the church. It is it is a, ah, yeah ah yeah. It's your proclamation of faith. You are doing something to yourself. Study the history of the church. Just go and find out. Study the history of the church. And look at some some great wicked men who have stood against the church over the over the decades. Have they won? They will never win. My point is this: no matter how big or rich you are, or no matter how poor you think you are, when when you're giving your offering, it's a sacrifice. Is a sacred thing. See it as a sacred thing and see, see it as, as you're giving it unto God, not to the pastor, not to the church. See it as an offering unto God. How the pastor or how the church board decides to spend the money, that's not, not your business. You shouldn't worry yourself with that. If the pastor embezzles the money, it's between him and the one who called him, who ordained him, who put him in that office. If you're in a church and you're not comfortable to give your offering, then maybe you shouldn't be there in the first case. So whatever you do, do it, you know unto the Lord not unto men not unto men Proverbs chapter number 19 we're talking about harms giving right now Proverbs chapter number 19 let's start from there I'm going to show you a few scriptures book of Proverbs chapter number 19 Verse 17. It says, He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he repay him again. So that's harms given right there. When you see the poor, the poor or a beggar on the street, and you give them some money. To help them the bible says that you are lending unto the lord that means the lord is indebted unto you higher and the bible says it says it will god will repay you back one of the functionalities of giving harms is this whenever you are in need maybe you find find yourself in a situation you will never be helpless. God will come for you and help you out. Why? Because you were there when that beggar on the street cried unto the God that he wants food, that he's hungry, and you showed up and you gave them money to eat. You answered. You became an answer to another person's prayer. So when you are in need, God is come to help you out. I'm telling you, that's one of the benefits of hands giving. I told you, every form of giving has its own benefits. In times of trouble, you will not be forgotten. You will not be helpless. You will not be there and say, I don't have anybody to help me. Mm-mm. You will not be in that situation. Why? Because you, are, you, you, you give harms. Proverbs chapter number 28. Follow me now. We've got to rush the way the time flies, brothers and sisters. Proverbs chapter number 28 verse 27. Are you there? The Bible says, He that giveth unto the poor. Proverbs 28 27. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 27. It says, He that giveth unto the Lord shall not lack, but he that hideth his eyes shall have many a cause. It says, he that giveth unto the poor shall not lack. What what that express that 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 expression in the in the Hebrew means that he that giveth to the poor will not be wanting. You find yourself in a situation that is unfavorable, you will never be helpless. You're walking on the street and it's cold outside. And then you saw someone on the street, sitting there on, on the street, homeless, without a coat to keep him warm. And you took off your coat and gave it to that, to that, to that guy on the street just to keep him warm. You gave him some money to, 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 to buy something hot to drink just to keep him warm. Brothers and sisters, in the affairs of life, when you find yourself in a fix, somebody is going to show up. God will show up for you. Why? Because you answered the prayer of that guy on the street who was cold and homeless and without a coat. You, you, you came as the answer to his prayer, a solution to his problem. So when you find yourself in a, in a, in a fix, God is gonna show up for you. That's what arms giving does. Acts chapter number 10. Are you following me on this? Acts chapter number 10. See Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, when when the Lord, oh my goodness, when the Lord tells me, okay, today teach about miracles. Then you, you, you've got to be ready for miracles. When the Lord says teach about faith, your faith is about to be increased. But now the Lord has, been, uh, has told us to start discussing giving. You better start getting ready to give. Why? Because God is bringing this your way because he sees into your future. You will need the help. You better start doing this. This is at the moment where you you begin to stock your stock house of giving. The Bible says that when the cloud be full of rain, it empties itself to the ground. When the cloud be full of rain. So you need to stock your cloud right now. Start giving voraciously. Start giving. Because something is coming. And when that thing begins to happen, Others are saying that there's a casting down. Your testimonies are bowling, brother. I don't know what you're talking about. And they look at you. Are, are we living in the same country? Yes, we are. But I'm living in another dimension. I have stopped here, ya sir. When the cloud be full of rain. I said Acts chapter number 10, right? Let's read from verse 1. Are you there? You're going to follow me on this. I want you to pay attention to this. Acts chapter number 10 verse 1. It says, There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people. Are you, are you hearing that? He gave much alms to the people. Now, this is, this is not the Jewish guy. It's not among those people that should know God, but this guy lived amongst the Jews, so he has seen the 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 the, the, the seen and heard the testimonies of the Jews about God. So somehow this guy, who is a, who is a, who is a, a Greek, someone who is not of the commonwealth of Israel, a stranger to the commonwealth of Israel. Because he just lives among, because he lived amongst them, he believed in God in some way. And he tried as much as possible to live his life. To guide his wife and his children and his servants in the path that he thought would be worthy of God. But yet he didn't know God. But every day he prayed. And he gave alms. He was, he was diligent in, in, in doing that. Yet he did not know God. But he believed that there is a God because he lived amongst the Jews. Oh, listen to this. Verse 2 again. Says, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Verse 3. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day. That's like three o'clock. And an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius verse four now. And when he looked on him, he was afraid. Oh boy. And said, what is it Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers. Listen to this. Pay attention now. Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Ha, 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 yeah, yeah. He said your prayers and your arms came up to God. What are you giving today that is coming up to God? That God is looking at. Oh dear Jesus, somebody is not getting this. Are you getting this right now? Verse 4, and when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine harms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa. Now, you can read the rest after the, after, after the service. But the account is, is that now the angel told Cornelius how he will know God. This guy was diligent. He was diligent in giving harms and praying to a God he doesn't know. So you know what? When his harms came up to God, God did not... Listen to me. Listen to this. This is so important. When someone gives or when someone is a giver and that person gives either to the house of God or to God's people, one of the things that that giving would do in the life of that person is that when you give, whenever you give, God looks into your life where you need the help. You don't even need to ask. Your giving calls God attention to you, so He looks into your life where you need the help, and he, he quickly meets that needs. Why? Because He's indebted to you when you give. He repays. So God looked into the life of this guy. He doesn't know God, but he believed that there is a God. But he was not in relationship with that God. And you know what? The angel actually came. God sent the angel to tell him to send some men to go and get Peter, one of the apostles, one of the disciples of Jesus Christ. He said, send men to go and get Peter. He gave him the address, gave him the location, and they went there. And before they got to Peter... Before the servant, the, 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 the servants of Cornelius got to Peter, God already shown Peter in a vision that some men are coming to him and that he should follow them. Why did God send the angel to to, 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 to Cornelius to go and get Peter? So that Peter will come and preach the gospel to, to Cornelius and his house so that Cornelius can now be God's own property. It's so that he can become the child of God. You see. What Cornelius needed was salvation. This guy was rich. He had money. He was comfortable. But salvation was what God saw in his life that he needed. And he sent him to Peter. And when Peter came, glory to God. When you read it, Peter came to his house, preached the gospel. The Bible says that all his household were filled with the Holy Ghost and they were speaking in tongues. Imagine a household, a big household where you have servants, where you have children, and you have, and you have your wife. And all of them began to speak in tongues at the same time. The Spirit of God came upon them as Peter was ministering. They were baptized with the Holy Ghost. Right there. When you give, God comes for you. Because giving, I told you last week, is a character of God. It's one of the characteristics of God. It's an attitude of God. Even when an unbeliever is a giver. And he gives with his heart. God is going to come after him. That was exactly what God did to Cornelius. And let me tell you something. When you read another translation, what that account actually says is that this guy, Cornelius, gives harms to, to the Jewish people, to God's own people. You cannot give to a child of God and God will not come after you. The same way, if you do anything bad to a child of God, God is going to come after you for the negative. And when you do good to a child of God, he's coming after you to bless you. So, your harms that you give goes up to God. That's what I wanted you to see. So all this giving, they have their their own benefits and and, and functionalities in our lives. You can't say because you give offering in church. Or you you can't say maybe on your way to church, you now take out your offering in church and give it to a beggar on the street. No, 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 no. You have messed things up. You plan your offering. That's one important thing. There are those who just goes to church and when it's time to give offering, oh, okay, so there's five dollars here. No, don't be like that. God is not a beggar. He's not begging you to give him money. You know, you can give an offering that will put you in trouble. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there are those also who want to give. See, th- th- these are attitudes. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach you something here. There are those who want to give offering in church because maybe they are ashamed of how much or the amount that they are giving. Then they will squeeze the money, squeeze it, and, and put it in the offering bag. Can you give the president of your country money, you squeeze it, and give it to him? How, is, is that not disrespectful? These are things that could put you in trouble. Because see, God wants you to take whatever you do for him with respect. I told you, it's a form of worship. So there must be some reverence. So that means, that should tell you that when you're going to church on a Sunday morning, you should have planned your offering over the week. What am I going to give for offering on Sunday? Put it aside. That's not a money for Coke. Or for Fanta. No. You put it aside. This is my offering. It's a sacred sacrifice. It's a sacred thing unto God. As a young, young boy, the Lord taught me that. That was what I was doing. I never squeezed my offering. I put my offering in an envelope. I stretch it out. And I give it reverence. As I go to school as a teenager, I told you last week I would not I, I, I would rather walk to school and keep my my, my transportation to school. I would save it up, and I will put it this is my offering for, for Sunday for next Sunday saving it. oh if you plan your, eh, if, if you plan your givings like that, your offerings like that, I tell you, I tell you, God will take you more seriously in fact. <laughs> You will you become a dangerous person. What do I mean by that? People can, people can mess with you, but, but they will be messing with trouble. You, do, you won't have to fight for yourself. God will just come out for you. Because of the reverence that you are having for God. Do you know who God is? You now go to church. You want to give God an offering. Can you... Oh yeah. You want to give God an offering. You will now... Take whatever is left in your pocket. Squeeze it like you're giving a beggar and put inside the offering bag. No, no, no. A thousand times no. That's not the right way to do things. To plan your offering. Some years back, my mentor said something. He said, when you are are going to work, he said, intentionally plan some money that you can you put in your pocket and say, This money, this is what I'm going to use to help people this week. If I see a beggar on the street, I will give them from this money. Oh, you 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 won't know what you are saving yourself from. That's alms giving. I read one more scripture. One more scripture. Then we'll go to the next one. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. There are so many scriptures I could give you. Isaiah 41, verse 17. Isaiah. Isaiah 41, verse 17. I want you to listen to this very carefully. This is so important. Isaiah chapter number 41 verse 17. Are you there? If you're there, say I love Jesus. Thank you. When the poor, I read, when the poor and needy seek water and there is none and their tongue filleth for thirst, high the Lord will hear them. High the God of Israel will not forsake them. Did you hear that? <laughs> hey yeah 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 someone came to you and said please i'm very thirsty can you buy me a bottle of water on the street and you say ah i i, I don't i i don't have one why should i buy a bottle of water for you and you didn't do it and it goes to another person And the person, oh, you're thirsty? And the person buys that person the water. That beggar might not have prayed to God and asked God to quench his thirst. But God is saying that, what God is telling you there in that scripture, Isaiah chapter 41 verse 17, is when the needy and the poor, when they are in need, they don't have to pray. I'm the one that will take care of them. (laughs) Are 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 you following me? that's what god was saying there he said i will take care of them they don't even need to pray so just imagine when a poor and a needy person comes to you and seek for help and god said i will take care of these people and you helped them what have you done you have taken the position of god in their life just imagine how much god will bless you for that God is definitely, it's not like they will be walking on the street, which God can do, but it's not like they will be walking on the street and see money on the floor and, and, and go and use it to buy water. No, he's going to send a man. So if God could find you faithful to use you to fulfill his responsibility over the poor and the needy, just imagine, just ask yourself, will you need something, will you want something and God will ignore you? No, a thousand times no. We read in that scripture that we first read. He said God will repay you back. He will repay you. He's indebted to you when you do that. So imagine God, God says I take care of these people. You are not taking care of what God takes care of. You have become a partner with God. Tell me who can destroy you when you are in partnership with God. Oh gosh, I wish you could understand this. That's partnership right there. That's partnership. He said, I'm the one that takes care of them. Psalm 36. Psalm, book of Psalm, verse 36. verse number 6 sorry Psalm 34 Psalm 34 verse 6 book of Psalm 34 verse 6 are you there Psalm 34 verse 6 it says this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles (laughs) did you hear that uh uh the bible says that the poor man cried the lord heard him and, and and the lord did what what did he do did you see it in your bible and and saved him out of all his troubles see the poor man cried the lord heard him Yeah, <laughs> the lord heard him the same way when you feed or you helped that poor guy on the streets The Lord heard the happiness. The Lord can hear the happiness and the joy in the heart of that poor man. He can hear it. And imagine what God will do for you. What I'm trying to tell you is, when you do things like this, you will not find yourself, you cannot be in trouble. I'm telling you, you cannot, you know, there are just some people who who somehow they will find themselves in trouble. It's from one trouble to the other. From one to the other. Ask them. Just imagine how many poor and needy people they have ignored. How many harms that they were supposed to give that they didn't give. Why? Because they think that the, the money that they have in their pocket will save their life. Their own life. So they don't want to give it. He said the Lord heard the cry of the poor. And he saved him from all his troubles. Be a partner with God. In harm's giving. In helping the people. Don't, don't, Don't let someone come to you. And ask you for help. Proverbs said it. And say come back tomorrow when you have it. That's wickedness. That's devilish. You have it but because you don't want them to think that you have it you told him to come back tomorrow there's no there's no need for you to, to to even give it all right are you there are you are you are you getting this are 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 we are we are we on the same page right now Let's talk about free will offering very shortly and then we'll close. Praise God. Free will offerings. Leviticus chapter number 22. Leviticus chapter number 22. First of all, let me explain what the free will offering is. Now, the free will offering is free will. Offering is exactly what it's called. That means no one is asking it of you. It's something you just decide in your heart. Just like the general offering that you give when you go to church. No one is asking you to give an offering. It's not by force. It's not compulsory. But you're going to church out of your own oblation or or, or of your own uh, uh, free will. I'm going to give this as an offering to God. No one asked you. But it's a free will offering. You willed it. You you freely willed it. You freely desired to give it. No tension on you to give it. But you decided, okay, I'm going to give God an offering. And I told you, never go to the house of God without an offering. If you don't have money to give as an offering that day, go way way earlier to church. In fact, if you have to to ask the pastor, can I? Uh, when do you prepare for service? If they say they come and, and clean the church on Saturday for Sunday, come on Sunday. Give your offering on Sunday. Uh, sorry, go there on Saturday. Give your offering on Saturday for Sunday. What do I mean? Go there, clean the ch- chair set up for church service and say lord that's my offering unto you come to church the next day you don't have money to give yes i understand very soon you start having cash to give (laughs) but when you start having cash to give don't stop going on, on on saturday to clean chairs that's where people miss it they become too big to keep doing what they were doing that god saw and blessed them with don't stop you might, you might, you might, you know. I, I, I've, I've witnessed some beautiful things in my life. One day, I was, I was. Uh, my pastor sent me to the headquarter of 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 the ministry that I was, and then I saw beautiful cars, world class cars, parked outside. This was on a Saturday, Saturday morning, parked outside with uh, their drivers, their chauffeurs, waiting for. Whoever owns all these cars, these guys that owns all these cars, in front of church, in the church car park, the cars were running, their drivers were there waiting. And I, and I said, oh, what's going on in church today? And I walked into the church, entered the compound, and I walked into the auditorium, and I saw CEOs, <laughs> bank managers, managing directors of companies, folded their pants With their shirts, scrubbing the house of God. (laughs) Oh my God. I was there for minutes. For minutes. Trying to let that thing sink into my spirit. Their drivers are outside. Chilling and waiting for their boss to come. But their boss are there in the house of God. Scrubbing and cleaning chairs and the floor. On their knees. These are big. These were big men. (laughs) <laughs> hey, I learned something that day. Don't be too big for God. Don't be too big for God. Don't be too big for God. In fact, find the most demeaning things to do in the eyes of God for God. The things that you will do and people will be, be like disrespecting you. do it maybe you be you you bring you bring the latest bentley to church see the beauty of it is not the bentley maybe you drive a bentley the latest bentley the beauty of of the of the whole thing is not the bentley the beauty of it is what you where you drive that bentley and what you do where you go with that bentley imagine you drive a bentley to church and people are seeing you sweeping the church of God. The house of God on a Saturday preparing for a church on Sunday. And you have the latest Bentley outside. Oh, how beautiful that is. And you are there sweeping the house of God with, all, with all, your, all your heart. Speaking in tongues as you are doing it. Why? Because it's a form of sacrifice. Let things like this be the secret of your success. Hi-ya. Let things like this be the secret of your, of your wealth and riches. Of your prosperity. I don't know about you, but for me, I love to do stuff like that for my father. Imagine, we call it the house of God. And you say God is your father. So how can you be too big to take care of your father's house? Sometimes if we even stop and think about what we say, sometimes. Maybe we'll pay attention to how we do things. Leviticus chapter number 22 verse 18, I said. Leviticus twenty-two verse eighteen. Is to speak unto Aaron and to his sons and unto all the children of Israel, and say unto them whatsoever he be of the house of Israel or the strangers in Israel, that will offer his oblation for all his vows and for all his free will offerings which they will offer unto the Lord for a burnt offering. Now I just want you to to, to I, I just wanted to show you that. This has been there over the years. Free will offering. So God recognizes it. The moment you decide that, oh, I'm giving this social amount or I'm giving this as a free will offering to God, you know, God recognizes it. And let me tell you, one of the things that your free will offering does is number one. It opens your spirit specially. It opens your spirit specially to God, to his blessing and to his word. When you go to church every Sunday and you give an offering, there are some times that the blessings might come in form of an idea. Sometimes, maybe there's, there's, there's a task you've been trying to tackle at work. The moment you give that free will offering, your spirit will open up to receive the solution. And also your free will offering is is you are declaring that God is your source. You're declaring that your faith is in God and not in the job that you do, not in the car that you drive, not in the in the profession that you are into, but in God. In fact, it's a declaration that Lord, uh, money is nothing to me. You are all all that matters to me. Because People kill for money. People do the craziest things for money. But you are there. What people are killing themselves for is what you are giving to God as a sacrifice. So it's a declaration that God you are all that matters to me. Psalm number 54. Book of Psalms 54. Are you there? Psalm 54. Verse number 6. Are you there? It says, I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. He said, I will freely sa- sacrifice unto That's a free will offering. Freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. He says it is good. But let's 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 read that scripture from chapter 1, Psalm num- number 54, so that you can understand the mindset of this writer. It says, Save me, O God, listen to the prayer. Save me, O God, by thy name and judge me by thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God, give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me and oppress or seek after my soul. They have not set God before them behold god is mine helper the lord is with them that uphold my soul he shall reward evil unto mine enemies cut them off in thy truths now verse 6 says i will freely sacrifice unto thee i will praise thy name O lord for it is good in other words i'm going through all this but i will pay attention to giving a free will offering because it is good look at the next verse verse 7 he says, for he had delivered me out of all trouble, and my eye had seen his desire upon my enemies. Now, this this now takes it to another level. He's saying that I'm going to give a free will sacrifice, a free will offering, because of what the Lord has done for me. Now, free will offering also can be an offering you give to just say, Lord, I thank you for what you've done for me. Thank you for what you've done for me. And you're giving this offering say lord i'm giving you this offering this free will offering because of what you have done for me. Did you see that? Sometimes you can call it a thanksgiving offering. A thanksgiving offering. You know it's not enough to say lord i thank you oh lord i thank you for that promotion you give me promotion. Come on back your word with something. The Bible says that this <laughs> is where your treasure is. He said that's where your heart is. So that means if your money is not there, you are not serious yet. <laughs> uh, you say my heart is there. My heart is there, but your money is not there. You are, you are not serious. This is where your treasure is. He says that's where your heart will be. So when you say, Lord, I'm grateful for the promotion you gave me at my job. You might have paid your tithe. You might have paid your first fruit. But you're grateful for that promotion. Lord, I'm just taking this special offering to thank you for the promotion at my job. Oh, I just, I just cracked that project at my job. They gave it to Mr. A, Mr. A failed, Mr. B failed, And they gave it to me. And by your grace, I cracked it and I solved it. And I'm successful. Lord, I'm taking this special offering to thank you. Ayah. Ayah. You know there are so many blessings in God. So much blessings that we can take advantage of. Only with 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 understanding. Psalm ninety-six verse eight. Very quickly. Psalm ninety-six verse number eight it says give unto the lord the glory due unto his name bring an offering and come into his courts did you see that that's that instruction let's read again i said psalm 96 verse 8 right give unto the lord the glory due unto his name the glory due unto his name bring an offering and come into his courts he says, give the Lord the glory that is due to his name. It's not just by God. I, Lord, I give you the glory. Oh, God, I give you the glory. Oh, I give you all the glory. All glory belongs to you. Ah, Father, I give you the glory. Cry, shout, scream it aloud. Listen to what David said After He said, bring an offering into his court. The court is the church, the body of Christ. The synagogue, the temple of God. He said, bring an offering. Then we know that you're really giving God glory. It's beautiful to share your testimony. That's one thing I learned. You have a testimony. You shared your testimony. Uh, please let me praise God. God did this. He did that. And he did this for me. And then you walk back to your seat. and No, you just, you just came to praise yourself. You just you just did a fashion parade. That's what you've done. If you're really sincere of how good God is to you, you will think of an offering. What can I thank the Lord with? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sharing my testimony in church today. And I'm taking this offering. You share your testimony. Give God praise for me. And then, you, Lord, this is my offering of thanksgiving. Sagi hey, yeah. brado You know what you have just done? You have been faithful with that thing that God has done for you. Guess what? You are about to experience the bigger. See, when we give, it's not like we are making God do something. No, we cannot make him do something. But when we give, it shows, we, we prove to him that Lord, we really trust you lord really depend on you he will only do what he has prepared and planned and promised you that he will do for example last week i told you about abraham god spoke the blessings upon abraham what he wanted to do with abraham and with his life is he told him already but he didn't begin to see the effect of it until he began to give Look at when God told him, He said, Go and kill your son, sacrifice your son unto me, Isaac. God had to stop him. He said, No, don't do it. He was about to cut his throat. (laughs) For God. You know what God said? In the heart of God, God gave Isaac according to the spiritual laws. uh, Sorry, Abraham gave Isaac. He gave Isaac. You know what God told Abraham afterwards? He said, now I know that you really trust me. Now I know. Now I know. God said that. He said, now I know. So your giving is a proclamation of your faith in God. It's not you trying to make God do something. No. It is is, you are saying something with your giving. He will do what he has. See, I told you that God said that I have made you a multi-billionaire. doesn't mean that you will become a multi-billionaire. I told you last week. That God said it doesn't mean that it will happen. But there are things you have to do. There are things you have to follow to prove to God that you can handle it. I told you two weeks ago, we talked about instruction. There are instructions. I said Abraham followed God. He he never began to see those blessings in a mighty way in his life until he began to. And every step, God was giving him instructions instructions and he was as he was following them he was becoming bigger and greater bigger and greater even when he lied to a king that his wife is his sister god still supported him (laughs) and told the king if you don't return his wife i will kill you (laughs) imagine god appeared to a king in the dream he said if you don't return abraham's wife i will kill you Imagine how sweet it is when you can walk in God's instruction, when you can walk in his, in his, in, in his word, and He stands for you in all situations. You are not even fighting anybody. He's the one fighting your battles. There are things you will do. It's not that it will make God do, those, do, do things for you. No. You, those, your giving is just a proclamation, and it's your, it's your action towards God. That God, is you alone. No. I ain't going nowhere. I don't know any other God I don't believe in any other person or thing you are my whole do you understand what I'm saying many people just give they don't pay attention give attention to their offerings they don't they don't I was just telling you you've got to plan your offering you got to plan it you got you got to prepare for your offering Praise the Lord. Praise God. I want you to know that God is God. And he doesn't need anybody's money. But money is a spirit. I want you to know that. It's a spirit. And that's one thing that is causing trouble everywhere in the world. Money. <laughs> and for you to give what, is, what people can kill for. You're saying something. You're saying, so, you're saying something. You are not greedy with it. So it is is a call unto you to actually begin to pay attention to all these kinds of offerings and begin to get active in them. And I told you last week, don't be, don't find yourself in the midst of those who talk against men of God when it comes to offering who says that church that church is just collecting your money don't don't be don't 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 in fact don't I, i'm not even saying don't find yourself saying stuff like that don't even be amongst where or be in the midst of the people talking like that don't don't entertain it look at the lives of those people talking like that look at their lives look at their lives first of all look at their lives If you want to be like them, then listen to them. But if you want to be bigger and greater than them, walk away from them. I told you about Henry Enz last week. Hens product, H-E-I-N-Z. The guy has been, has been dead for, 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 for so long, but his company is still, still, still alive. I told you, read his story. He started on a wheelbarrow. But this guy was diligent. He's paying in his tights. And when he died, he willed some part of his money to the church. What is sustaining his company? It's not the people that work there. It's not management. It's God. It's a so stale. I wish I can make you understand. Maybe you are concerned about your child. Or oh, we we'll talk about that kind of offering next week. Maybe you are concerned about your child. Or maybe you are grateful about your child. You are grateful to God about your child. Give an offering. Give an offering. Give an offering. It is a special offering. be amongst those people who say that the church is just collecting your money. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you, are, you are just giving the church your money. Don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. Every time you talk like that you are creating limitations for yourself. I remember somebody said to me and said "Um, you know your pastor is just um, embezzling your money. I told the person, I said, if he doesn't embezzle it, so, I said, if he doesn't embezzle it, who else should? I said, in fact, I will will even go to my pastor, please embezzle my money, please embezzle my offering. (laughs) Who else do I want to embezzle my money? The person was looking at me like, are you crazy? I said, yeah, I am crazy. If he doesn't embezzle it, who else will embezzle it? Do you realize that the anointing of God is upon that man of God? If he decides to start eating my money, eating it, there's a blessing that is coming on me. It's not him, it's the, it's the anointing. The anointing. That anointing will always work for me. When I go into a place and I say I need that, you you can't hold it from me. Why? Because there's an anointing that is at work in me. I'm not the kind of person that will say, Oh, that pastor is embezzled. Let him embezzle. Pastor, please eat my money. Because that's where my prosperity is. <laughs> it's because some of us don't understand who a man of God is. This guy stands in the place of God. Yes, I know, I know. you're thinking they are fake pastors. Yes, there are. There are. The problem is why are you talking about them? Find a pastor. Tell God to give you a pastor after his own heart and stick with that pastor. Stop talking about the fake pastor. Live your life. Pay attention to your life. Hmm? There's a joy in my heart when I have an opportunity to give to a man of God. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's another kind of giving. We'll talk about it. There's a joy in my heart because I know that something has happened in my life. I know, I know. I know, a man of God said, he said, when you give to a man of God, when you give to that man of God, you give to that man of God. He said, do you know what is happening in the realm of the spirit? He said, you have your own angels. He said, when you find yourself in a situation that your angels, that your own angels cannot, cannot really help you, or maybe they, they don't have that power enough to help you out of that situation. You know what they will do? They begin to summon the angels of the men of God, of the people that you have given to. And they summon those angels. Why? Because giving into the anointing of such men, you have access to you have access to their angels. So when in times of trouble, and when you, have, you, you you, you know, your angels are, are, are standing with their strength, they summon those angels of those um, those anointed men of God you have given to, and they come and then you know they fight the battle and you are out of the trouble. I wish you understand spiritual matters. I will know that. And I will say, that pastor is eating my Eat my money, please, pastor. Man of God, eat my money. Because that's where my success is. Did you hear what God said? He said, believe in the Lord your God. He said, you will be established. He said, believe in his prophets. He said, you will prosper. Your prosperity is tied to your pastor. (laughs) I know you've not heard that before. Your prosperity is tied to your pastor. As a child of God. He said believe in the Lord your God. He said you will be established. That's your establishment. When you believe in God. That's your foundation. He said believe in his prophets. Believe in the prophets that God sent to you. He said that's where, that's where your prosperity is. That's where your prosperity is. Oh I know people. There are people who have taken it upon themselves that for the rest of their life, they are buying their pastor's clothes. And every month, there they, they are some, they, 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 have, they have signed it with God that my pastor's car, I'm the one fueling it. Or this year, I'm fueling my pastor's car. They are not stupid. That's why such people who have children and your own children with first class. We go into a company, they will will reject him. And this guy, he finished with F9. And he will get into that company and get the same job. (laughs) No, the Bible says that it's not by power. It's not by might, but by my spirit. Why? Because of what this guy has done. He has done. And God doesn't forget all those sacrifices. It's not by prayer. It's not by prayer alone. Praise God. So get into the attitude of giving. The devil cannot tell you to give because when you give, it's more trouble for the devil. So when you hear about giving, don't start feeling "Hmm, they have come to collect our money. Keep your money. Keep your money. Just think about it. Keep your money. Whether you have you keep your money or not, what the, the, the house of God will move on. God said, He said, Bring your tithe to the storehouse, which is the church. He said, Bring it so that there will be meat in my house, so that there will be a lot in my house. If you don't do it, <laughs> I've seen things in my life. So members of a of, of a ministry, they were trying to gather money, you know. To, you know, some were like, "How can we, you know, save up money to, to 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 get a venue for our ministry?" Some said, "That's not my business. Why would I be, do, be doing that?" They were taking too long. One man came from nowhere, not even a member of the church, and he says, "I want to buy this church a land, and I will build the church." One man, one person. What the whole church were—they were, they were all, all all ranting about buying a land. One man showed up. Bought the land and built the church. So keep your money, <laughs> but oh my God, it is the joy of my heart to have to see a building that's standing, and it says, "This is the church. This is church. This is so 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 and so church." And you know that my money is there; it's forever standing for the gospel. You, God cannot forget that. Those are the kind of seeds that you sow, and then when you give it to your own children, you take your children and say, "Look at that church. Look at that building. Your money is there." I give for it. (laughs) You create some dangerous blessings for your generation, for your offspring, through giving. Someone said, when you give, you buy up destiny for yourself. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Let's stop right there. Next week, Sunday, we're going to continue. But this, this, this is just to inspire you because when the Lord is telling us, to talk about something like this. I really talk about stuff like this. I really do. But I want to tell you. There's a direction of the spirit. It's, it's a direction of the spirit. Even this week alone. I found myself giving. And and, and, and and I'm going to do more. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get into the flow. Because there's, there's, there's something God is about to release into your life. But he just wants to see your faithfulness. make this your attitude make, it, make giving your life make it your life get comfortable with it especially in the house of God Jesus said I, I, I said it earlier on it is more blessed to give than to receive lift up your hands and worship God lift up your hands and worship Him thank Him adore Him give Him praise give Him glory Oh, maybe you are seeking for, 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 for a healing in your body. And you've prayed. You've fasted. You've cried to God. Nothing seems to be changing. Gather an offering. I say, Lord, I'm giving this offering because you have made me whole. Thank you. Because no more cancer in my body. And give the offering. Give it to God. I see what will happen. Give it by faith and see what will happen. And begin to rejoice. See what will happen. That's a step of faith. Maybe there's a situation that is around you and and you have prayed. You have prayed. You have fasted. You have cried to God but nothing seems to be changing. It's time for an offering. Give an offering. It's time for an offering. It's time for an offering. God, plan an offering. A dangerous one. The kind of offering that as you are taking it to the altar, your heart will be shaking. Hey, hey, hey look at what I'm giving. You. Yeah, that, the offering that will move you. It's time to do it. You give it and forget about it. And thank God. See what will happen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And if you're, if, you're, if you're there right now and you want to give an offering, the details is showing on the screen right now. Go ahead and, and, and give your offering. Go ahead and give your offering right now. Go ahead. Oh, hallelujah. You know what I'm hearing in my spirit? The Lord, He's blessing me right now. Right now. I can feel his presence every fall in my heart. I may not be able to say all he has done for me, but the Lord is blessing me right now, right now. The Lord is blessing you right now. Father, I thank you. I give you praise. I honor you. Lord, the character to give is of your spirit. Thank you, Father. Because we have received your character. We have received your life. And Lord God, we give give freely by your spirit. And as we give, and as we help, our giving, our distributions are sanctified by your spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we worship you. you. Our offerings Amen. are blessed. Our givings are blessed. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, there's there's someone who... who who the Lord is giving me an instruction for. Don't hold on to, the, to things tightly. Don't, don't, don't hold on to things. Don't get greedy about things. Don't get stingy about things. Selfishness is connected to stinginess. And selfishness is one other thing that God dislikes. God detests a selfish person. Because selfishness is wickedness. So, learn to release. Learn to release. To release things that you have. When you find people in need. You know There are just some people who, they have some things in their house. They are not using them. Someone needs them, but they won't even give it out. yet they are not using them. It's wickedness. it's demonic. And some of you you might you might even need to walk around your house and your room. those things that you don't you don't use, pack them and give it out. I remember years ago <laughs> my mom has a bunch of clothes. A lot of clothes. And every time I go to her wardrobe, I'm like, I'll be like, what are you doing with all these clothes? You're not wearing them. Why don't you give them out? Give them out to people. She will say, "Eh, because I don't want to give them out to people and then people will start thinking evil of me. Just give them out. Let them think evil of you. Let them do it. Let me tell you something. I told her, I said, I said, you are doing it with the heart of God. Anyone that wants to think evil of you because you gave them something, see what God will do with them, they will smell pepper. That's what I told her. So you just give it out. It's, it's not right. You have you have a bunch of stuff you are not using, they're just there in your house, deteriorating. It's wickedness. So some of you might have to walk around your house this week and gather those things you don't use empty them give it take it to where they need it keep it keep them out some some, some people are thinking ah i know how much i bought this thing i bought this thing one thousand dollars i should just give it out like that no i want to sell it are you kidding me now that you've not sold it as, as as your life life changed if you sell it will it change your finances give it out you're not using it it's not useful for you Give it out. Look for someone that needs it. Give it to them. Praise the Lord. Are you, are you, are you hearing me? Someone is thinking, no, I'm going to sell it first and then when I sell it, I will give the money. That's unseriousness. That's sneakiness. Give it out. Then the person you give it to decide whether they want to sell it or use it, just give it out. You're not using it. Let's start from there. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, I'm laughing, but it's a very serious matter. When you do that, just watch. Watch what will begin to happen in your life. Some of you, you are keeping the keys to your success right in your room. The keys to your success is right there, decaying in your room. You are withholding it. And you are looking for another key. I mean, those things that you are keeping, that you're saying you don't want to give out, but you don't need them, and you're not using them, some of them are the keys to your, to, your, to your next level. What you keep does not help you. It will not help you, but what you give, that's where the help is. So let's start from that this week. And let me tell you something. If you are listening to me right now, and you, are, and you have decided to do this, and you do this, I want to send me an email. I want you to send me an email. There's uh, there's an email sh- displayed on the screen right now. Send me an email. In fact, if you want to take pictures, take pictures. This this is what I've gathered and I'm giving this. I'll take pictures and send it to that email. Because I want to I want to be a part of the testimony that will happen afterwards. I want to have details of it. That's why I'm telling you to do this. Because you will see results. Oh, you love that shoe. But you are not wearing it anymore. It's not even your size anymore. But because you like it so much. You don't want to give it out. That's wickedness brother. Give it out. Yes I know you bought it. It was so expensive. In fact. Give it out. Let's say the grace and fellowship. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and always and surely God's goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives and we dwell in the house of the Lord forever in Jesus mighty name Amen. Thank you very much for being a part of this service. Next week Sunday don't come alone. Don't come alone invite somebody for this service God bless you all and until next time keep living in an atmosphere of the spirit and of God's word. I love you all and bye for now have a glorious week